0: You are now listening to The Wide Horn Project. Ladies and gents, welcome back to The Wide Horn Project. As always, your two hosts, Dylan and Alec, bringing you the best in podcast quality and content. How are you doing today, Alec? Excellent. Excellent. As always, Dylan, how are you doing today? I'm I'm well. I'm very well. It's Wednesday. We're halfway through the week. Everything is going great. Ready to get another quote coming at you live. I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, so one of my favorite movies, Dodgeball. this is, I think one of the most iconic quotes in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch, but, um, I'm going to get right into it. So patches O'Houlihan, if you could dodge a wrench, you could dodge a ball.
1: Bet your ass. You what can. do you got off
0: that? <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what do you got to say about that? Yeah.
1: Well, before we go into the density of the wrench, which I know you'll probably want to talk about a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, you, I mean, I, you know what, you know what kind of ball I think of instantly? Cause I was at a grocery store and I saw you know, like those, um, they have, like, those they're, – they're, like, in cages and they've got those elastic strings around them. Like, oh, yeah. and, like, a big target. Like, Target's got, like, 100 of these, like, little plastic balls to play with in the summer. I think of those balls yeah. um, because you could throw them. You could dodge that one so easily. Now, obviously, in the movie Dodgeball, <laughs> the, the ball's got a little bit more velocity. It's got a little more density. Uh, it's a little more dense. But, um, yeah, you should definitely be able to dodge, dodge ball over, over a wrench any day.
0: Yeah, well, I like what he talks about you know with the idea of dodging a wrench and being then able to dodge a ball first of all it's hilarious right. right when if you see the movie it's it's just a really funny scene but if you want to break that down and actually talk about it more seriously mm-hmm. i think about this idea of somebody being able to you know dodge an object in two different scenarios very different objects mm-hmm. right But if you take that concept and apply it to life, it's like, you know, if you learn the fundamental skills of how to deal with a situation or um, deal with an obstacle, it doesn't necessarily matter what the object or obstacle is. You have those fundamentals beneath you that should theoretically allow you to overcome or succeed. And it's a circumstance that if you practice enough, You'll be familiar when it comes. Mm. So there's actually what's funny about a lot of these quotes is I think that there's there's legitimate real world applications to them if you if you think about them more seriously. Always, and
1: that's what we're doing here on the Wide Horn Project. We're taking these quotes and we're we're you know they're funny. They, they, you know you, in the moment while you're listening to the movie or watching the movie, you're not thinking about how do they pertain to life necessarily, but. <clears throat> one thing that you said that definitely caught my attention was was practice and practice comes with preparation and when you prepare you're much more equipped to tackle specific situations um so when you've got wrenches being thrown at you left and right i mean you're going to be much more prepared when a ball is you ever you know what i think about i don't know if you ever did this in literally growing up remember those little um there were these little yellow spongy golf balls that would get hit Mm -hmm. to you when you're like playing shortstop or second base, they're really hard to, really hard to catch. And you've gotta be very, very quick and very agile and have to have like a lot of hands-eye coordination. I think of that exact scenario. And then when the baseball comes, scoop, ready, easily. And then, or much Mm -hmm. more easily. But um, yeah, practicing with much more difficult obstacles definitely allows you to be much more prepared for when the easier situations come along, such as a ball. So yeah, definitely applies.
0: Yeah, definitely. absolutely. And building off of that too, in the actual example with the wrench versus the ball, the wrench has way more stakes attached to it. It's way more serious. If you get fucking nailed with a wrench, like you're going down. Yeah, you go to the hospital. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, preparing yourself with more difficult scenarios and this is something that everybody who is in any sort of situation where, you know, they're competing um, either at work or in sports or just in general, like in life, you know, you're always, you're always best served preparing with more difficult situations Mm -hmm. because when you actually get um, you know you actually get exposed Mm. to the real life instance your hope is that it's
1: easier Mm -hmm. and that it
0: comes easier to you um when it's actually happening so that that's another thing what
1: was was our our football coach's name um our first football coach name in high school, not Coach G. Who's oh, on the ca- sidelines? Oh,
0: yeah, you're talking about Carbone. <clears throat> Carbone,
1: yeah, Carbone. So Carbone, yeah. I'll, I'll never forget this. So we're lining up it's practice. So for those that don't know, Dylan and I played football together in high school, and uh, we're lining up it's freshman year, and I remember it's practice. It's like a Thursday practice before the game, and we're lined up, and I'm posted up in front of this gigantic senior. Don remember Dante? Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. We'll leave last names out of it, but long story short, Dante is posted up in front of me, right? And, you know, he and I, we're friends. You know, we've gotten to know each other, um, and we're going through the motions for the practice, right? But I know Coach Carbone is really adamant on going full speed. So so uh, Dante comes up, and we're going through the play, and he, he kind of just gives me, like, one of those little nudges, right, to block me out of the play. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. I'm on the practice squad right here trying to prepare him, the starter, for the game. Coach Carbone walks over and yells at Dante, Dante, what the hell are you doing? Are you going to do it like that in the game? How are you going to be prepared? How is he going to be prepared talking about me? And I'll think like, yeah, well, that's kind of true. I mean, how am I going to be prepared like when – you know, whatever happens. Um, so next play, I'm not really thinking much about it. I'm down in my, in my stance. I come up. Dante absolutely trucks me, bro. And I'm like just down on the count, like on the ground. <laughs> and I'll never forget that because it, it 100% pertains to this quote because now – I'm never gonna not anticipate somebody trucking me from the side Mm -hmm. of the line, you know? So I, I think it definitely pertains to the quote in in that regard. But yeah, I'll never forget that story or that hit because it definitely went through both of my clavicles and I felt it forever. So yeah,
0: here we are. <laughs> yeah, well that hit taught you a lot too mm-hmm. beyond just like the actual hey I should think twice when a force like that is coming mm-hmm. towards me. It, it teaches you about obviously like the emotion of experiencing something like that. You were surprised by that hit, mm-hmm. right? You weren't expecting it. Mm-hmm. So that so that that was another layer of it. You then you also learned a little bit too and you probably didn't realize it in the moment but you actually learned how to better leverage yourself for mm-hmm. the next attempt yep. and even if it was only by a little bit mm-hmm. every repetition that he went hard on you and he hit you this is a guy who's much bigger much heavier and just older the guy like, probably had six-pack
1: abs in 10th grade you know or, <laughs> yeah. or, or actually not 10th grade probably first grade but honest to god yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right <clears throat>
0: Yeah, so you learned a lot more um, than you probably thought, and I'm sure. Looking back on it now, as you talk about, you know, that's become very apparent. Mm -hmm. You're in a situation where you're not expecting something, and the force is actually so overwhelming that there's really, there's really nothing you can do but just kind of take it. But every Mm -hmm. lick that you take, Mm -hmm. it teaches you a little bit better. Definitely. And that's every, that's everything. Everything everything in life,
1: life. dude. One hundred percent, everything in life. Whether it's tests, whether it's work, whether it's whatever it might be working mm-hmm. out simple. and we talk
0: yeah absolutely working out is a perfect example and we talked about this a few episodes back actually with the with the happy gilmore quote mm-hmm. it's that practice and that repetition mm-hmm. and getting to the grind and getting better and really the psychology behind that is obviously very sound like, it's something that we all should be engaged in and actively trying to do but um it's also worth noting that you know if we take ourselves into that movie scenario where the people are having to dodge a wrench like that's really that's really scary, mm-hmm. and that's a really crappy situation to be in and it's it sucks, yeah. right, and it's not always so apparent as to like what you should do. So, it takes a lot of failure and it takes a lot of bruises and getting hit with wrenches Mm -hmm. before you actually get to the point where then you're able to dodge it. So, it's not like you just, you know, like with you and Brita. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I'm (laughs) going (laughs) to not. Anybody who would know would know. Yeah, Yeah, because we call everyone by their last names. But (laughs) Alec and this person in this situation, you know this is a this is he it took him a while yeah. i'm gonna guess before he was actually feeling like more comfortable mm-hmm. and confident mm-hmm. to take on that mm-hmm. stimulus yeah so
1: no I, you, what did you just say you said scared i think that's a really big keyword well when, when we're when we're faced with adversity right i think the more times we could be scared prior to that big moment the better right but nobody actually wants to not nobody but not, and not everybody wants to Throw their self into the ringer and be scared because scared, you know, means growth. But, uh, does your heart
0: heart still like race when you get on a phone with a a new prospect or a client, somebody that you don't have Mm. like a great relationship with, or somebody that you're expecting to not have like the the best outcome with?
1: That's funny you said that because I think in one, a couple episodes back, we talked about improvisation and, um, you you gotta improvise, you gotta be quick on your feet. Um, but I actually not as much, just because I've done so many reps. You know, when I was in mm-hmm. inside sales when I was working for the Padres, I was I was banging phones every single day. I still do, but I had probably you know seventy five calls under my belt every single day at least. And when you do when you're doing that many calls, I mean I don't even when 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 clients get upset nowadays, I, I know how to handle it to a T, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. and you don't, you don't take anything personally. You don't get offended by it because at the end of the day, it is business and it is work, but, um, no, not as much. I do. However, I still think about this when I was in high school and even a little bit in college, cause I did a little bit of, um, uh, music and like vocal stuff in, in college. Anytime before I had a big performance, I used to cough really, really hard, like and like gag almost like I was about to like not throw up. But like, it, it was just like really like apparent that like, I was getting like this physical nerve out a little bit in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, that definitely happened for me more so in like, theater world, arts, music, whatever it might be, as opposed to calls why are there situations or instances where you still feel like you get that, that that piece of anxiety, would you say?
0: Yeah, the butterflies. Yeah, the, but, well, the butter- reason I asked yeah. is, yeah, because obviously we're aligned, we're in similar-ish work, and so when you're in any kind of client-facing role, you're, you know, oftentimes you're you're talking to new people mm-hmm. pretty much every single day, or at least every week. And I've been doing it for so long now, relative to my career, so The whole, basically, all of it. Yeah. <laughs> but and I've taken a lot of reps. It doesn't change the fact that I still sometimes get a little bit of that it's just it's automatic it's just physiological Mm -hmm. it's like my mind sees the clock ticking towards the meeting and once i'm like 30 seconds in Mm -hmm. i'm totally fine all all the all the butterflies have gone and it's funny because it actually it's like football is the same thing like i'd always get butterflies until the first hit yeah and then once the first hit was out it was like all right today is going to be a fine that was
1: like me on kickoff though because as soon as the ball was kicked (laughs) i had like this little like little big thing like a little butterfly but it was excitement you know i was ready to go yeah. yeah. Well,
0: I think that's kind of what's behind my call, butterflies or anxiety, if you want to call yeah. it nowadays too, is a little bit of excitement because a lot of times you don't know where the conversation is going to go, mm-hmm. if you're going to enjoy it, if you're going to have you know similar interests or a, a good conversation will come out of the interaction. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times I, I like to think – and that's what I've tried to brainwash myself to believe sure. is that when I'm having conversations with people before I'm going into it, it's exciting. It's, not, it's optimistic. It's mm-hmm. from a place of positivity rather than fear of what might happen mm-hmm. because it hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. But it's more likely to happen if I go into it the wrong way. And I, yeah. I started to teach myself that.
1: Yeah, that's another thing too, is like getting amped up or anxious or excited before things actually happen. And then allowing that mm-hmm. to have an impact on the outcome of what you haven't even done yet. So it's better off just waiting, doing what you got to do and going through with it as opposed to getting a, nervous, anxious, excited, butterflies. I mean, the butterflies are kind of normal, you know. Yeah. But do
0: you ever get do you ever get the same type of feeling too in maybe a different way from meeting like new people, like if your friends introduce you mm. to somebody new or you know ahead of time you're going to meet a group that you've never really hung out with?
1: Yeah, and I'm in the bathroom preparing. Okay, my name is Alex Palmer. <laughs> no, but yeah. uh um, Yeah, sometimes. I think depending It's tough because it's something that I think as as a, as a as a man, as a person, I want to always be my most comfortable, authentic self. It's something that like I feel like people don't talk about enough because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have to be very vulnerable to talk about, oh like, yeah, do I feel like uncomfortable around new people? Yeah, I mean of course. Sometimes there are situations where you know, you, you might feel like a little bit out of the loop, a little bit out of the norm, like they're throwing they're throwing these jokes that everybody else is involved with and you have no idea what the fuck is going on. So yeah, I think sometimes our, I think sometimes it actually is more, ner- not nerve wracking, but for lack of a better term, we'll use that when it's more of like in a professional manner, you know, when it's like around mm-hmm. work colleagues that I have never met before, or when it's around like, not even clients as much, but maybe somebody involved in my industry or related to it. What about you? Well, how about like, like in a social stance though, and specifically in a social manner, how do you feel?
0: yeah i think i feel pretty similar the one thing that's an important to know about me is so i actually took i don't know if you're familiar with this but it's called a disc test so it tells you kind of Mm. your alignments with there's like four main personality characteristics it's like dominance um, influence um, security and like creativity or it's not the myers-briggs test is it I don't know. It might be there. All there's a bunch of tests that are kind of related yeah. and, and up that alley. But the disc one specifically mm-hmm. has these four categories. And we, anyways, we did it at my old company, and I had actually done it before I graduated from college to figure out kind of what my personality was like mm-hmm. and and how the system thought I I was. And a lot of it was really accurate, spot on. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny is the reason I bring it up is because my tests they give you how you how you act at work and how you act at home. Mm. And there's two separate scores based on your answer as to like how you present yourself in each scenario. I am one of the only people that has taken the test at my old company who is the exact same from home to work. Like my scores were were actually so close. They might've been off by like two or three physical points out of a hundred for like each category. And that for two of the four and the other two were like spot on really so the reason i say that is yeah so the reason i say that is because that test basically told me that i'm no different regardless of the the crowd Mm -hmm. and i feel like in a lot of ways i mentally that that's not true but how i present myself is it probably is more in line with that and i've had feedback given to me that's like from friends and from new co-workers who haven't known me previously Mm -hmm. and they've given me sort of the same thing so i feel that way i feel a little nervous but it makes me feel better i think with that feedback loop of knowing that i'm not actually behaving the way that i think
1: no it's funny too i think i think when you bring up the point about like feedback or whatnot too i I definitely know Like I have friends in my social circle and like friends in work, and I think both of them would actually describe me very similarly when it comes to like yeah. out being outgoing and being like confident in like my work or like you know, you know being able to be approachable things like that. Um, but that kind of comes full circle, kind of like back to talking about uh, practicing and repetition. Not that you should practice. Well, now that I think about it. You should. Should. Should you practice being yourself? All the time, or should you naturally allow yourself to practice being yourself? Because if you practice being yourself, are you then not being authentic? It's a pretty philosophical yeah. thing to think about, you know.
0: The way, yeah, it's a that is a extremely complex and, and very interesting complex to think at the about. same
1: time. But you see where I'm going with that thought?
0: I do. So when I think about it myself, and when I look at how I've trained myself to get. You know, become more authentic, and I don't want to say train myself because no. again, that sounds like you no, said that you are not. But it's self improvement; it. it's
1: growth. At the end of the day, it's not necessarily tweaking your behavior. You know, anyways.
0: Yeah, I think the best way to to approach it is whatever behavior, within reason, that is like socially acceptable is most comfortable for you. So that's like how. You speak, how much body language you use, the tone, the volume, all those things, like whatever comes most naturally and you feel the most effortless, mm-hmm. that is probably as close to your authentic self yeah. as you're ever going to get. Mm-hmm. Because in every situation, the environment and the context dictates in a lot of ways your behavior. Definitely. So to say that you're never going to be your authentic self in every situation is is sort of true mm-hmm. because behaviorally speaking, you probably won't. Right. But if you at least approach it with the same like morals and values and with the same comfortability that you – like whatever comes most easily, you're still going to be your authentic self or maintain yeah. that even though the situation might dictate that you 100%. behave a little bit different. Does that make sense? Totally
1: agree. No, completely agree. And I think that wraps us up perfectly and uh, another great quote. Dylan, appreciate you bringing that one in. That one was hot. Thanks for listening in, guys. Episode 13. We'll see you on episode 14. Have a good night.